Welcome to the Food Peace Please podcast, co-hosted by Serena Marie, RD, creator of Food Freedom Fit Fam, and Susan Ports, RD, creator of Fertility Nutrition Academy. Our joint mission is to empower women to embrace food freedom. We want women to realize there's more to life than changing your body and counting your calories, macros, or points. While we are medical professionals, this podcast is informational only and not meant as a substitute for individual medical advice. Now, let's get this party started. Hello, hello. I am very excited to be here today with Susan. And what we are talking about is what they do not tell you about quote unquote healthy eating. But before we dive into today's topic, Susan, I am dying to know over here. I'm in Pennsylvania. You're in Wisconsin. What is up? What is new with you? Oh, yes. I am back in Wisconsin for a few weeks. Honestly, what's new is that because I'm at my home in Wisconsin, I am just like really enjoying like sitting on our back porch and getting outside. Like I, it's surprisingly, so Wisconsin summers, I mean, can be hot and humid and usually like July and August. Um, but then there's been like a few hot days, um, since I've been back here, but it's like cooler here and than it is in Pennsylvania. Serena's going to be real jealous. Uh, and so it, I've been like going for like really nice, like morning walks that are like a nice temperature. <laughs> And just like, I don't know, soaking up like what it feels like to be at home. Like if you've never lived in two places, uh, it gives you like this whole new appreciation for like your home. (laughs) I think that's like such a pretty like silver lining is just to like know that when you guys are finally like permanently in your home base again, like you're just going to appreciate it all the more because you don't have to like leave every few weeks or whatever. So that's a yeah. good silver lining. And it's not like I, – I mean, it's fun to be like out in Pennsylvania because clearly I'm close to you and one of our other friends and like I get to – like we can go explore new cities that um, we probably wouldn't have otherwise maybe like taken the time to explore. So like that part is really cool. Um, I think we just like miss like our home environment that we have here and it's – yeah, it's different and it's special when you like build your own home and like you just like put your own custom touches into it. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just it's it's great. <laughs> but enough about me. Serena, what's new with you? Uh, what's new over here is I am working really hard on a new, you know, freebie and offer for you guys, which I'm really, really excited about. I have been working with um, Brianna Campos of Body Image with Brie for over a year now. Um, Holy cow. It's like nearly two years at this point Um, on basically just becoming a body image coach and, you know, feeling confident with teaching women about healing their relationship with their body and, you know, kind of being a little bit more helpful than just telling you to like 
you know, tell yourself you're beautiful in the mirror. Like, sure, that's nice, but it doesn't actually change your brain. So um, I'm really excited because I'm creating a new freebie um, to help runners uh, with three steps to help them better their body image. And then also with a course that I'm going to be offering. And it's going to be a self-paced course that just kind of really, again, helps runners to kind of have some tactical ways to actually improve your relationship with your body. So that's going to be coming out soon. Hopefully, uh, September, early September, it'll be ready to go. So definitely keep your eyes peeled, guys, if you're listening. And that sounds like important work for you to be doing. Um, I'm really excited about this new freebie and this new course I'll be offering. Yeah, I'm excited for you to release that too. Uh, It's really fun to create a course. And yeah, it's fun. I I'm looking forward to releasing mine as well in the next couple of weeks. It's a lot of it's like a labor of love uh and it's fun to like get that out there and also to give you an oppor- like give you guys uh like as our audience an opportunity to um dive a little bit deeper and learn a little bit more but like learn at it at your own pace and kind of go from there. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think kind of just like being able to watch the modules and implement them on your own terms and like your own timeline, I think is going to be really important, um, especially for like body image healing or like as you're going through like a fertility journey. So I'm excited for us. We both, I didn't even like realize that we both have courses kind of coming out at like the same time, basically. Yeah. And you know what? I think we should take like a small second just to like thank everyone for being here and listening to our podcast because we haven't announced this, but like our podcast did reach over 4,000 downloads. We are close to 5,000 downloads, which is super exciting. Um, So we're super thankful to have you here. And yeah. Yeah, Susan and I were just like kind of looking at the app we use to upload our podcast and we were like, wait a second, is this – well, I was like, wait, is this our podcast that is doing so fantastic? Like what? So yeah, thanks for listening. It's – I honestly am like in shock. (laughs) I know, right? Like – but I hope that like by you guys listening to this, like you're just loving – like our whole point, like I remember when we were sitting down and like like what is like the vibe and the energy that we want to come at this with? And it, it's literally like we're – we want to like sit down and chat and we want you to feel like you're just chatting with like two of your friends or having coffee with your friends, um, going for a walk, popping in and listening to like what your friends are chatting about today. Um, and I I feel like that like is really enjoyable and I, like that's what we like love about being here for you every week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So what are your besties talking about this week? I'm just like assuming you think of Susan and me as your besties. Um, This week, we're going to be talking about what they, quote unquote, do not tell you about, quote unquote, healthy eating. Okay. So Susan, healthy eating. What what is it about healthy eating that actually maybe is not so healthy? What say you? So I think there's a lot of confusion that comes in around like healthy eating. And I I also think that when we start to like remove ourselves from diet culture, so when you start to recognize diet culture and these influences that are causing you to label certain foods as like good or bad and make you feel guilty for eating certain foods, 
providing you with these external rules around like what you're supposed to be eating and you start to recognize that, like it can be hard to kind of differentiate like, okay, but wait, like I still want to take care of my body. Like I still want to be healthy, right? Like, and so I think that this word like healthy has like a very like nuanced like way to think about it because I think sometimes once you get away from diet culture, you don't want to call things healthy because it feels diet culture-y because diet culture has kind of hijacked the word healthy. Um, and so I think one of the things that we really like miss the mark on when it comes to like healthy eating is it's not about like obsessing over like all the little ingredients that's in a food. Like eating healthy doesn't mean that you can pronounce all of the ingredients that are in the food that you eat because I'm just going to be honest with you, but like a lot of the stuff that's in there that you maybe would look at and say you can't pronounce, like it's food science. It's, you know, like it's stuff that's in there to help with like preservation, like, and it's not necessarily going to hurt you. And so I I think that's like one of the bigger marks that I kind of see. Is there anything, like, what would you add to that? Yeah. And I even just like to bounce off of this whole, like pronouncing the, the ingredients, like sometimes things like, like, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Like, but like to coferols, like that's like vitamin E or like ascorbic acid, that's vitamin C. So like just because you can't pronounce it and like you didn't learn how to say it in first grade doesn't mean it's not actually like a healthy food or it's an unhealthy food, quote unquote. So um, I think that advice is like very popular to kind of give, but um, definitely kind of want to make you want you to like scratch your head and be like, wait a second, like was that actually good advice to receive? But yeah, I think what Susan's saying resonates so deeply for me. And I, I want you to remember, like, this is a podcast hosted by two dietitians. Like, Susan and I love vegetables. We love healthy food, quote unquote, right? Like, we like feeling good in our body. And when we're working with clients, it's my number one priority, and I know this is true for Susan too, that our clients feel good in their body, right? We're not trying to get people to, like, just feel like they are not comfortable and healthy and happy in their skin. That is not our intention. But what happens essentially when we think about healthy eating or clean eating or avoiding processed food is a lot of times that relationship with food becomes unhealthy because obsession or perfectionism is extremely unhealthy to our body. And I know we've talked about this before, but We're going to say a lot of the things over and over again, but essentially if your relationship with food is one where you are scared or worried or terrified or anxious because of a certain ingredient or a certain food group or because you overate X or you underate Y, then what you're essentially doing is you're causing um, intrinsic stress to the system. You have a hypothalamus, which is con- connected to your pituitary gland, which is connected to your adrenal gland, which creates cortisol, which is a stress hormone. So if every time I get hungry, I'm starting to worry about, is there a good option, quote unquote, available? I'm worrying about this. I'm spiking cortisol all day long, 
right? Like food is an inevitable part of the human existence. We are never going to get to a place where we're not eating. So therefore, if food, something that you have to deal with day in, day out, causes you anxiety and stress, and you're constantly pumping out cortisol because you have to feed yourself, guess what? You can eat all the spinach and kale and spirulina and $40 superfood in the world, and it won't matter because you are creating excessive amounts of stress hormones, which has catastrophic effects on immune system, your hormones, on your thyroid function, on your metabolism. I mean, your body is a is a dynamic being. We don't have just one system getting affected when cortisol is, is pumped out. The whole entire body struggles. So I think that's really where we need to delineate what is healthy eating that makes you feel good in your skin versus healthy eating that is becoming this like all-consuming journey. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly where like you might hear us sometimes talk about like disordered eating versus an eating disorder um, because they are two different things. And so like that's where I start to see a lot of like disordered eating start like to happen is that like you've now you're obsessing over it and you think you have to eat a specific way, you know, and you feel guilty for eating certain things and you have to like, you know, buy all the individual things and you have to make everything from scratch. And that is just it. like you don't have to do that in order to be healthy. That's like the point that we're trying to make. Like you can be healthy and you can eat healthy foods. And when we say healthy, like we're talking about like foods that have vitamins and minerals and fiber, like the nutrients. So healthy to me, and I believe that Serena would agree with this, is like synonymous with like uh, nutrient dense or like nourishing, nutritious. Like, and and that doesn't like, don't take that word like out of context out of the, and make it mean that like those are the only foods that you should eat is foods that are higher in fiber and vitamins and minerals. Because the reality is that foods, any sort of food that you eat still has carbohydrates, protein, and fat, and your body can still utilize those regardless of where they're coming from. So regardless of if they're coming from a burger and fries or, you know, some chicken rice and a vegetable, like your body can still utilize all of those nutrients. And when you eat foods like a burger and fries or pizza, like that's a really enjoyable experience and that provides pleasure and that is healthy for your body to enjoy those things. Like you need pleasure in your life. 100%. I think circumstance and understanding like the moment is really important here, right? If your whole family's having a pizza party and you're in the corner eating your salad because it's the more nutrient-rich option, but you wish you were eating pizza, I don't think you're actually making the healthiest choice for your body in that moment. And I also want to kind of um, pose this nuance to the word healthy of how it's subjective. So when I'm working with my clients, you know, I would pose, hey, if we're about to go running, right? We're about to do a workout, an hour long run. Is it healthier to have broccoli before our workout or some starbursts? And it may be shocking, but the answer is starbursts. Like your muscles, what are they going to do with broccoli, right? It's going to make you poop your pants in the middle of your dang run versus starbursts is giving your muscles that 
quick fix of sugar that your muscles need when you're out there crushing those miles. So actually, you know, I agree with Susan, like what are these foods that I consider healthy? It's those foods that are providing vitamins and minerals and protein and fiber. But at the same time, I don't think it's a blanket statement because if somebody's about to go for a run, broccoli is not going to do anything for them. It's going to actually potentially be detrimental to that, to that, you know, to the point of the run, which is to make your muscles stronger and fitter. Okay. Now I'm craving star- or Starburst. <laughs> oh my God. Aren't they so good? Which is your favorite flavor? Okay. Pink and red. Yes. Pink and red. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> okay. I do have some more like contextual things to add, but <laughs> I just had to say that. Um, so I love, like, I really love that relation where you're talking about, like, when you're going for a run, because it made me think about, like, the fertility journey and how you guys, like, some of the best things for your fertility is you going out on a date night with your husband or your significant other and ordering whatever it is that you want on the menu. So going out for a I'm a burger and fries and getting a delicious cocktail. Like that could be the best thing for your fertility because you're enjoying like the pleasure and the experience. And like, who knows, maybe going out on a date with your husband, like and not talking about fertility and for once just ordering whatever the heck it is you want to eat and not feeling guilty about it. Like maybe that like, like, Think about like the stress relief that comes with that. Like, and so like that could be the best thing for your fertility and not ordering a salad because that's like what you think you should be eating. Now, if you really want a salad and there's like an amazing salad on the menu that looks so delicious to you, then absolutely that's what you should order. Like, I think what Serena mentioned earlier about like we like fruits and vegetables, like we still eat those things. Absolutely. Like I think we have a very deep appreciation for like good food and food that has fruits and vegetables in it. Like good, like honestly, like I could rave, like give me like a really good salad with like all the things and a yummy dressing. And like, uh, like that's yummy if that's what I want. However, if I'm craving a burger and fries and I order a salad, oh, I am not going to be satisfied. That was not the healthy choice. Absolutely. And you're going to be like picking because you like still want to eat the thing you were craving initially. Yes. But I think there's a lot of this like narrative in our society that we can't trust our body. And if we decide to just let ourselves eat whatever we want, we're going to become these like gluttonous people that only want to eat burgers, fries, and ice cream day in, day out. And we're never going to touch a vegetable ever again. And I know from not only doing – you know, I've always liked fruits and vegetables. So like I never really had that fear when I started like adding back foods. But I know for a lot of my clients, that's a very real fear of like, Serena, just you wait and see. Like I'm only going to eat potato chips. And I know from working with freaking hundreds of athletes, like that's never true. Like eventually you get to a place where you're like, I was craving asparagus like never before in my life. Literally direct quote from a client. Like never before have I craved asparagus till now on my food freedom journey. And that's because your body is smart. 
And when you're listening to your body and you're working with your body, your body is going to crave foods that have certain vitamins and minerals in it. You're going to crave spinach and kale and, you know, red peppers or whatever. You're going to crave these healthier, like nutrient-dense foods. But you don't have to have your brain in charge of like must-eat red like vegetable, like your body will just naturally crave it. And you've been taught to feel like you can't trust your body to do that. But girlfriend, you can. Do you find that with fertility clients as well? Like that they just assume they're never going to crave like a dark green leafy ever again? Yeah, I think that what I see a lot of is like that like on the fertility journey, if you aren't like controlling your food and you aren't being like careful about what you're eating, like you think that then you are hurting, like you're like, that's the reason why you didn't get pregnant because you chose to eat a burger and fries over a salad. And like, that is just not true. Like, so rather than like beating yourself up over it, like, just eat it and enjoy it and move on because like you are going to want to eat fruits and vegetables. You might need like a little bit of time to just enjoy whatever it is. And you might, if you've been eating, here's one thing that I do see. If you've been eating like overzealous amounts of fruits and vegetables, like, and you're like, or you're forcing yourself to like eat certain kinds of vegetables because like in my situation or like in my, with my clients, like um, that like you feel like you need to be eating kale because kale is going to help you get pregnant. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, you're probably not going to want to eat kale for a while. Like, and that's perfectly normal. Um, that's perfectly normal. And we just, we want you to have like that balance and that pleasure and that like enjoyment that comes with food. Like, I think what a lot of what what's really missed when we're talking about like healthy like what's healthy is enjoying like the pleasure of food like i just want to like touch on briefly but like in europe like especially like they've done a lot of research on france and like the french and how like they eat and um have found that like there's a lot of enjoyment and pleasure like france in case you didn't know this has like the highest per capita of like dairy consumption of like any um, developed country. And what's funny about that is they actually also have like the lowest rates of heart disease. And in the US, they will we'll tell people you have to have like low fat dairy and you can't eat a lot of dairy to prevent heart disease. But yet there is a country that is telling you the exact opposite of that. And I think part of that comes from, you know, there's a lot of like focus on like pleasure and enjoyment put on like when it comes to food there. Like there's time to eat meals. Like, you know, like they're like, and it's just like a, it, the pleasure for food I feel like is allowed there in comparison to like here in the U.S. Yeah, I think that's super, that's a really interesting fact, first of all. But I also think it's just so interesting to think about like, no matter what you're eating, like I don't care if you're eating a salad or the burger and fries, like the experience of it is essentially what you're saying. Like how stressed do you feel by the food? So like is it stressing me out to eat the burger and fries, that part of it, but then also just like the experience of like am I making 20 minutes to sit my butt in a chair and like eat my meal and like listen to my hunger and fullness signals as I'm eating? Like the mindful eating part of it too is potentially like 
a higher priority for people maybe in like France, let's say, versus here in America where it's like, go, 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 do until you die and sneak food in in between, you know, 50,000 things on your to-do list essentially. Yeah. Yes. I, I definitely think that's a really big difference, like a whole lifestyle piece of it um, of just taking things down a notch. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like in the US, like we're very uh, go, 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 like you're saying, like get things done and we don't put as much time and effort into our food. And when I say time and effort, I mean like actually sitting down to enjoy a meal. Like uh, how many of you – eat while working? How many of you like watch TV while you're eating dinner? How many of you skip breakfast or you're eating breakfast on your way to work? Like I'm like 100% these are all things that I have done in the past. And I think when we slow down and allow ourselves to just enjoy more, like that's actually like the healthiest thing for you. I think that's a really powerful aha moment. Even for me to just think about like how like, yes, your relationship with food, but even if you're getting to a place in your journey, which by the way, if you are, I'm so proud of you. But if you're getting into a place in your journey where you're like, yeah, I can eat burger and fries and not feel guilty and shame and stressed out about it. But it's like, so how are you eating it? Are you eating it like – you know, like this is my last chance to eat this burger. Are you eating it while you're like doing 1,200 things or are you prioritizing that like time with your food, like making it, you know, special, quote unquote. And we're not going to be perfect. Like obviously it's not every meal I have in my life is going to be this like beautiful, like sit down gourmet experience, but like really trying to prioritize that to the best I can. What Do you have like a tip that you share with your clients for like mindful eating practices? I just love like actually sitting at a table. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not perfect at this either. Um, And – but, like, actually sitting down at a table and, like, if you live with other people, having, like, conversation over your meal rather than, like, eating in front of the TV and not talking about it. Like, I just think when you're physically sitting at a table and you're having conversation with other people, I think you're just enjoying everything so much more and you're way more physically, like, present and paying attention to what you're eating and, like, enjoying the food than when you're kind of like numbed out and not paying attention. Yeah. I feel like that's really a really good piece of advice is literally just like sitting your butt down in a chair and like if you can get a table in front of you and like really pay attention to like the food or conversation, I think that's really good advice. I even like I just like be totally real with you. I feel like I eat most of my meals in front of the TV. But I am really, you know, um aware and I I will like kind of say this proudly of like pausing during my meals to check in with my fullness so like I've kind of like said to myself like let's be real Serena like I eat food in front of the tv like that's just what I do um I could work on it but at this point in my life I don't want to and so I'm just gonna say like how can I make this as mindful as possible so I really do make it a point to like pause during my meal and like sit back and like not eat for a few seconds and like check in with my fullness before I like kind of continue. Um, and that's kind of my own like compromise with myself because I do eat in front of the TV. But it is really important to me. And listen, you have body autonomy. Autonomy. You might be like, I don't care. And that's fine too. But, you know, for me, I feel way more comfortable in my body if I'm listening to my body's fullness cues throughout the journey of the eating episode and like stopping when I feel comfortably full. 
Yes. Yes. You're going to feel so much better. And like I think the moral of the story here and like what we're getting at is like just being more connected to your body and making choices that like feel good for you and allowing that like pleasure and slowing down like that's what it actually means to be healthy like that's not what they're telling you like they're telling you to be like crazy and obsessed and like read all these things and track all these things when the actual best thing for you is to like slow down and enjoy and actually allow yourself like the pleasure of the food that you're eating i feel like that was like the best summer summation of an episode ever. Like that's what you should do. <laughs> do that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks for joining folks. I'm excited to talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us. If you're a female athlete looking to heal your relationship with your body, head to serenamarierd.com to download my free runner's guide to better body image. And if you're trying to conceive, head over to freedom.fertility on Instagram to grab your free starter guide for food freedom, fertility, nutrition.